We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now here's our host, Glenn DeLakian. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours, says Psalms 128. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian, here every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And excited not only to welcome our local audience, but our regional and national audience as well. It's always great to hear from those of you who uh, listen to any one of the six FM uh, bridge radio stations. And also those of you who tune in via the Internet. Uh, it's great to see your emails and uh, hear about uh, what you're doing in your various states across the country. And uh, we're always looking forward to your questions. And uh, by the way, we do our best to answer all those questions. You can always send your questions to info at tandemradio.com. That's I-N-F-O, info at tandemradio.com. And we'd be glad to help you in any way that we can. Today's topic is voting for business. Now, I know that... um, the uh, thrust of our show is the good news on business, and that's what we're here to talk about. Our goal for those of you who are listening for the first time is to basically point to you, point out to you that the value of Scripture and, and, and how God wants to be involved not only in your life at church, but also your life every day and in your business life as well. And so our, our goal is to point that out to you and to help you walk in integrity every day. And to that end, we start every show with scriptures that God put on my heart during the week that sometimes are very clearly relate right to the show and sometimes don't. And uh, our show title today is Voting for Business. And our guest is Assemblyman Dave Ribel, who is the minority whip and representative uh, of the 11th District. And we're going to talk to him a little bit in a minute. But let's talk about the uh, scriptures that God gave us today to work on, and uh, we'll see how they tie into the show as we move forward. Deuteronomy 1.15. So I took the lead men out of our out of your... Let me start again. So I took the lead men out of your tribe wise and respected men, and appointed them to have authority over you as commanders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, and as a tribal leaders as well. Titus 3.1, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. And lastly, Philippians 4, 6, 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I wanted this to be a unique show today. Voting for Business was the title I threw out there. But I think we're going to cover a lot of topics. And I'm, I'm very excited to have my friend Dave Ribel in the studio today because I followed his career for a while. He was on our first show when we first launched on the boardwalk down in Ocean Grove. And uh, he just does great work at, uh, in the government and is an excellent servant. And I want to talk to him about a lot of different topics today. So we're going to jump right in. Again, Assemblyman Dave Ribel, he's the minority whip, which I'm going to ask him to explain that in a minute. And he's also represents the 11th district here in New Jersey. Dave, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so good to have you, Dave. Dave, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Let's start off with that. Give them a, a little bit of you. A little bit about me. I'm, I grew up in Monmouth County, New Jersey. I'm a uh, married. I have a daughter, five, soon-to-be five-year-old daughter, mm. and uh, great family. And I'm a former retired police officer, former small business owner, and now serve in the, in the state legislature as the minority whip. Okay. And how long have you been in the assembly? I'm just finishing my uh, second term, so four years. It's okay. New Jersey has two-year terms, so I'm just finishing my fourth with election in two weeks. So fourth, and uh, you're going into two more, right? Yes. <laughs> there we go. And Dave, you know, I always wondered, you know, and I'm sure the audience is wondering, what's 
the whip. I mean, you, you hear the you know you hear it all the time. The whip of the house, the whip of the Senate, whatever. What is the whip? What does the whip do? My job is I'm the, I'm the third ranking Republican in the Assembly Caucus. Okay. And pretty much my job is when Governor Christie sets his policy, I have to make sure all of our members are on board. So that's my job is to convince everyone to be voting with the caucus. Okay, so you whip them into shape. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> so do you physically run with a whip around the uh, assembly or what? <laughs> I'm actually, you know, I'm very blessed, Glenn. I have a, uh, I have a great caucus. So they, the, my caucus members make my job easier because they know how important it is to fix Jersey. So it's not as hard as it sounds, but right. sometimes you do run into some... Some tough ones. Yeah. So you got to, but you got to run the bases, right? I mean, yes. you're constantly running around. So you've been in the assembly for a while. You've been active. You know, you were a police officer for a while. I know you were injured on duty and uh, you um, owned your own business as well. So you've had some great experience. How's your experience been in the assembly? I mean, um, was it a good decision for you to become a, 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 that career? Yeah, it was. It was a perfect fit. You know, when you, as a police officer, uh, you, you're always serving the community. You're you're dealing with so many different different facets during the day. You really everything's a surprise call, right? You deal with all different kinds of people, and then you hear you come into the assembly. It's all it's almost very similar. I, mm. I almost think more law enforcement would do better in the legislature because I think they understand the the lower class, the middle class, and the upper class a little bit better than some folks who sometimes have some tunnel vision. Right, right. So um, so you've enjoyed your career path so far. So far, it's been a blessing, yes. <laughs> and what made you go into politics? What, what was the drive for you? I mean, what flicked the switch? You know, it was very interesting. I was very involved in my local uh, union, and everything is political, as you know, mm-hmm. at some point. And being involved in my local union, I was getting a taste of politics, and I was helping out on the local level. And I just knew that it was going to be an opportunity. And when I got hurt, the opportunity came before me. So it was mm-hmm. You know, grace of God, here I am. There you, you go. Know? There you go. Now, obviously, you know, when it comes especially to politics, it's a very encompassing career. It's not something that you leave nine to five, right, Monday through Friday. How does it impact your family? You know, I, I'm very fortunate. My, my wife understands my, my desire. She understands mm-hmm. my commitment to the state. And she knows that, you know, my goal is to make New Jersey a better place. And if, it, if I do it in four or six years, and I can look back and see some accomplishments. So she's very, very supportive, and she works very well with me. And I've... You know, I have a five-year-old daughter who likes to come with me now to events sometimes, oh, and she go. gets involved. And my, and my wife is very supportive. She helps with my fundraising. She helps with my organization of my of my let, of campaign. So she's I couldn't ask for a better situation. Mm. Oh, that's great. I'm glad that you can find time to blend all of them, and uh, that's so important. We know now. You know, today's topic is voting for business, and that can mean a lot of different things. And uh, uh, the gist of what I wanted to cover today was you know, how business owners think when it comes to politics. And I know some people have a kind of a lax attitude and say, ah, whatever it is, it is. Some people are really fired up about politics. I mean, you mention politics and they get red in the face, you know, uh, and some people are in between. So I wanted to touch on today and, and hopefully open the eyes of business owners and number one, get everybody to the poll because I think everybody, it's a responsibility we have, not just um, a right, but a responsibility. And we'll talk more about that, but give them some substance of why they should go to the poll. So, so obviously our audience is, is primarily people who are uh, either in business or want to be involved in business to, to some extent. Tell us a little bit about, does it really have an impact on who you choose to vote for or is it business as usual? No, I think it's a huge impact on who you're going to be voting for because what you want to look at is who's going to be setting the policies for you, um, who's going to be setting good, good sound uh ground for you. And if you look at the Republican Party here in New Jersey, we, we have done that. We've led the way. Mm-hmm. We're not the ones who have instituted over 113 taxes over the past eight years. We're the ones trying to withdraw and reduce those taxes. Right. So it is important to pay attention to that because you have certain parties who feel that the more you tax people, the better, the better it's going to be for the general public, where our side of the party is arguing mm-hmm. that take away those taxes and you're going to bring more interest in and people are going to want to spend more money and take the chance on opening up businesses. Mm, exactly, exactly. So specifically, you know, um, individual politicians can make an impact on uh, the day-to-day policies that go on in the state then. Oh, absolutely they can be. And I, I try to be a very strong advocate for business owners. I, I host a business breakfast once a month mm, and yeah. I give people an opportunity to network and I give them an update on what's going on in the state and tell them what to do to be engaged. And you know, I, I'm, I get 40 to 60 business owners coming out once a month who are engaged, and I'm just trying to help them understand how government's working. And, and they're now telling their friends that, you know, it is important uh, to have people like me who are advocating for them mm-hmm. in New Jersey, in, you know, in the, the state house. So are you seeing a, a good response from that? Are you seeing um, 
Let's talk about the business breakfast for a second. You know, you have this handful of business owners that come. It's a pretty good number, actually, for a 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock in the morning thing, right? Um, but uh, these people are taking time to their own business and coming and seeing and, and spending time together. And I know it's a, I've been there. It's a great network opportunity. Are you seeing that having an impact on the business owners? I do. I, and what's been really good is we started the, I started this over three years ago, mm. and we have some of the same folks coming out. But what's great about it is now I have people doing business within each other. So it's actually mm. turned into a network group. Right. It doesn't cost them anything. I buy them breakfast. <laughs> and they get to learn what's going on in the state that they would never have any idea. So they're getting firsthand information. And if nothing else, the first Friday of the month, people know that they can get me for any issue that they have to address. If they can't get me in my office, they know they're going to get me at the Atlanta Club when I have my meetings. And I know those meetings are kind of a two-way street for you and for them. So what are you getting out of those meetings? I'm getting out of them what their concerns are because I I have these business owners now saying, hey, you know, if you did this or if you guys could do this, this would help. And just for an example, I had somebody bring to me, um, there's uh, one of our taxes here in New Jersey is we they uh, about four years ago instituted sales tax on service industry. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, say, a computer, computer program, a computer service where you come in and just to fix computers for people, well, now you're... You have to charge tax for that. So that's really a business surcharge. It's really not a tax. It's a business surcharge. So mm. you as a consumer may eliminate that from your budget because of that extra surcharge tax. So I'm now working on policy to try to reduce that and eliminate that surcharge. As just as one example, this is one thing here. Someone has a service industry. Why should they be charging tax when we should be charging if, if the tax should be on a product, not the service? Mm, exactly. So um, so what was your opinion on that for that person? Obviously, that came into play. Is that something that we could possibly see repealed? Actually, it, I, I've already taken it to the policy people, with Governor, Christ, Governor Christie's policy people. We're actually working on trying to come up with some ideas on repealing some taxes. Mm. Uh, it all depends on the treasurer and what our revenue is. But we have to you know, look at some of these options of reducing taxes and eliminating them. You know, it's refreshing to hear that because I know as a business owner, sometimes you know you hear about these new taxes, they add this, they add that, and the average person rolls with the punches. You know, they go, hey, well, you know, it's another tax. What are we going to do? But it's so refreshing to hear, Dave, that there's something we can actually do about it and go to someone like you, and hopefully you can start stirring the pot and get it changed. Well, we can't roll with the punches anymore, Glenn, because right. people are feeling it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We're going to talk more about that right after the break. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. We're here with Assemblyman Dave Reibel, and uh, appreciate him taking some time out today and spending it with us and the Tandem family. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. We're here every Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're happy that you're tuned in and checking out what we're doing. Anything we can do to help you with business, that's what we're all about, and the goal is to help you walk in integrity every day. I know um, uh, God helps me with my decisions on a regular basis, and there's nothing like the power of prayer especially when you apply it to every aspect of your life, not just your personal life and not just your church life, but your business as well. We'll be back right after this break. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry, starting back in the 1950s by sports legends like Branch Rickey, Otto Graham, and John Wooden. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Billy Graham wrote, FCA has grown into the most extensive ministry of its type in the world. For more information, our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Are you cutting back at the office? Find yourself wearing more hats than ever? Need to do marketing to generate business but just don't have the time? Right Impressions is here to help. Our professional staff has been trained by the best, and now we can pass our experience on to you to support your business. We serve companies of every shape and size. Right Impressions can ensure every impression is the right impression. For more information, the number is 732-614-5099 or online at tandemradio.com. See, SAV Systems can help you look and sound better. Is the word being heard clearly in your church? Makes sense. Do your sound and video presentations make your business look good? Is technology a struggle? You can let CSAVSystems.com provide the right technology to meet your needs as well as your budget. They've been designing professional sound and video systems for schools, churches, conference rooms, auditoriums, retail malls, hospitals, and more for over 25 years. CSAVSystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, CSAVSystems.com can help you enhance your business. 
To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin, and uh, our topic today is voting for business. And the scriptures that God gave me today are, first off, Deuteronomy 1.15. So I took the leading men of, our, of your tribes, wise and respected men, and appointing them to have authority over you as commanders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, and as tribal officials. So God set up a government uh, structure very early on in the Bible. Titus 3.1, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. And the last, Philippians 4.6.7, which I know I want to talk about in the last segment of the show, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We're here today with Assemblyman Dave Ribel, who's the minority whip of the Assembly here in New Jersey and representative of the 11th District. And uh, we're talking about how voting makes a difference and how a business owner can uh uh, get involved and, and actually make a difference. And I think that's kind of important to politicians today that, uh, at least to some and people like yourself, that they see business owners step up and, and, and uh, get involved in some respect. And I know sometimes business owners in general, um, I, I've seen it with the economy, Dave, uh, firsthand where, you know, they, they see this negativity out there in the media and right away they're ready to bowl over, you know, just uh, whatever. There's nothing you can do about it. We'll, we'll roll with it, you know. But, uh, you know, from what you've told me, I think that business owners getting involved in politics to not even going out and running, but getting involved in supporting candidates like yourself or getting to know people like yourself, Dave, uh, it makes it can make a big difference. So let's talk about that. You know, you mentioned your breakfast and your networking um, let's start with, is it worth it to contact your representatives? You, know, you, you hear people say uh, in these petitions and stuff all the time, oh, call your representatives and so forth. Does it make a difference, Dave? Absolutely does. I, you know, if someone contacts my office, I, I, I respond to everybody, whether it's a phone call, an email, or a meeting request. I, I'm, I'm more than happy to meet with everybody. I'm, I try to make myself as accessible as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think business owners should be doing that. I think if they have concerns, they should be addressing their local representatives. And if their representatives aren't getting back to them, that those are the things they need to remember to tell their friends when they're voting next time. Is you know what this guy doesn't get back to me. You, mm. you people deserve the accessibility of their elected officials. If they're not getting it, then they should replace them with someone who's going to be accessible. Yeah, I always thought it was ironic, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but you probably do. But on the license plates of Washington D.C., because I spend time in D.C. a lot, and they say taxation without representation. That kind of cracks me up that that's their motto in Washington, you know. But uh, that always kicked me as funny. But uh, it, it's true. I mean, think about it. If if you're a business owner out there and you're not taking the time to look at the issues, you're not concerning yourself a little bit about government. I mean, we all have businesses to run. Those of us who own businesses. But without taking some time to either support the right candidate or go out there uh, and find out about the issues, you can't say much about it. It's kind of like the guy will come up to me and and start complaining about a, a politician who's in office, and I'll say, "Well, did you vote this year?" And they say, "Oh no, I didn't get a chance to vote." It's like, "Well, you got nothing to say," you know. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. But you know, Dave, so you're saying that uh, people should reach out to their their local representatives, and and it can have an impact. It does. It should have a major impact. And, and again, I'll go back to. If you if you contact a local representative and you don't get back a return call or any contact back, that's just that's just very shameful because mm-hmm. it's important for us to be hearing. We're supposed to be legislating on what's important for the people, mm-hmm. and if the people are telling us what's important to them, we're supposed to be bringing it to the state house in Trenton. If people are ignoring that call, then the, the, they, those people should be embarrassed and they should be shamed out of office. But those are the people sometimes that don't want to return the calls because they're the ones who actually institute the regulations on you that made your business harder. Mm. And that's why they should be taken to task. So remember that next time elections come up, if you have a, 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 um, a representative or senator or whatever that's really disconnected from you or from or your community, think twice about voting. I mean, I'm always amazed how people vote just by a name recognition, you know. But, but what do you know about that candidate? And I find that the more you know about that candidate, uh, the the better chance of uh, you getting what you want or see what you want represented getting done. And, and I think that's so important. Um, Dave, let's talk about, um, you know, taxes a little bit, obviously a, a sore subject for, for many people. You know, there's no doubt. I mean, the Bible's very clear that there's scripture I could show you that, that says you have to pay your taxes. I mean, 
that's the bottom line. We, we know we have that situation. But there is a, a, a line that could be drawn in the sand, and obviously Republicans think one way and Democrats think another way and whatever. Um, but let's talk about taxes. You mentioned before that, you know, your predecessors, um, you know, the <laughs> clearly the other party, uh, put together over 130 t- 113 tax decisions, I think you said, added taxes to, to our state government? Just in the past eight years. Oh, wow. Just in the past eight years. So how is the current administration tackling that? I mean, what are they chipping away at? Well, we're trying to chip away at is our goal, our goal right now, and Governor Christie's doing a fabulous job with his leadership, is is building revenue. Mm-hmm. It want, the more revenue we build, then we can start taking away some of these taxes that are ahead of us. But right now we're in a really... We're in a tough spot, New mm-hmm. Jersey, but we're getting better. We're getting better than other states because one thing that's happened with New Jersey that a lot of people probably weren't paying attention, when Governor Christie was elected, it was oh, there was only two other governor, gubernatorial races in the entire nation. Mm. So what has happened is last year, all these other states were planning for the gubernatorial elections while we were setting good policy. Right. So as the economy starts to turn, which we're all hopeful it will soon, I think New Jersey's kind of put their sail up. And we're in a good, very good position that when the wind comes, we're going to move forward. And we're actually going to do leaps and bounds over other states because we're instituting really good, sound business policy. Mm. But building the revenue is key. And that's what we are starting to see. It's, it's starting to increase. Uh, hopefully get some more incentives for people to come in here and open up businesses. The Governor Christie and Lieutenant Governor Kim Godino has done a fabulous job mm. on luring people here, right. maintaining people. We're, it's very, very exciting right now. As, as a pro-business <laughs> legislator, I'm very excited on some of the things we're doing right now in Trenton. Now, I had heard that um, a statistic that blew my mind, and uh, over the last, I think they said, 10 years, uh, $74 billion in private wealth uh, left the, the state of New Jersey. What are we doing to address that? I mean, is there a way to bring that back? It's going to be hard to bring it back. The one thing we we are holding strong on is is the Republican caucuses, both in the Senate and the Assembly, refuse to vote for the millionaire's tax. It's talked about so much because, you know, these folks are one step away from leaving the the, the state. And Mm -hmm. it's very easy for their accountant to say, you know, keep a house here for four months and go to uh, Carolina, Florida, and we're going to lose that wealth. And that wealth Mm -hmm. is business owners. And we have to give confidence to the business owners that we're not going to increase the millionaire's tax and we're then going to give you the confidence to stay here in New Jersey and to build and expand your business, not give you a reason to run. Mm. You know, it's funny because uh, a lot of people, I don't think, understand that whole thing. You know, the current administration in D.C. obviously doesn't understand it. And, uh, you know, they, they, they come out with this tax the rich concept and all of a sudden they're trying to create a common enemy or something in the rich, you know. And, and it's funny because I, the the bottom line comes down to what I've learned. If I'm wrong here, Dave, correct me here. It, it seems to me that about 15% of the people in this country control 85% of the wealth, you know. And, and there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, and, and they make things work in our economy. And the economy breathes and grows or doesn't grow or contracts based on the decisions of, of these people who have the money who move it around. And, and, you know, they've earned it. They've worked it for it. They've built it, whatever. But the point is, if you keep taking pot shots at those people and keep scrutinizing those people, those are the ones going to say, hey, why should I open a new business? Why should I spend money? And and why should I invest back in the economy? Why should I free up this 85% of the money that they control? And I'm not one of those 15%. So I'm not, I'm not saying right or wrong, but all I'm saying is the fact is that if you keep hammering that 15% of people, our economy is just going to stay where it is. I mean, are politicians locally especially starting to realize that? I'm hoping they're starting to get it. I, you know, one thing, Glenn, the biggest problem is is the common theme here is confidence. Mm-hmm. People, There's right. a lot of people that have money and they want to spend it. And they want to expand their business. And they want to hire more employees. They just don't have the confidence in government. And I just wish the folks in Washington would start bestowing some confidence to these mm-hmm. people that, you know what, we're not going to hurt you. We're not going to overtax you. We're not going to overregulate you. What we're going to do is we're going to, instead of going after $4 billion in taxes on the on the rich, we're going to cut $4 billion in spending. Right. This is what they have to start looking at. And, then, and that's going to give the confidence to get Wall Street up and running because Wall Street is is lacking confidence from government. And that's a problem. And we need to... Keep pressure in that. Okay. Well, you know, it is true. And, and I think you you hit the nail right on the head because I know, like, in my case, one of my companies is expanding. And uh, we just took over more office space. We've hired a few more people. And one of the things always in the back of my mind is, you know, am I going to be able to support this person long term? What's the health plan going to happen with this Obamacare thing? What's going to happen with taxes? I mean, 
you know, you try to plan out a business and have like a five-year plan in mind, but when there's no confidence, it, you look at it from a business owner standpoint going, you know, am I really, is there any chance if I throw the dice here or is this current administration going to be repeated and, and hammer us into the ground? So it, it kind of makes me wonder, and I think you're hitting the nail right on the head with the confidence issue. It is. It's big. And leadership is critical. I and mean, right now you look at Washington, people are looking at weak leadership. They don't know where, where or how we're going to be going. Everyone's posturing for an election next year mm-hmm. and not even focus on the issues that are at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, you know, this is, this is time for some, for people in Washington to step up and lead and, and, you know, not worry about getting reelected, but worry about just getting the economy up and running. It can be done. Mm-hmm. Just lead and give confidence. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know what? It's funny because most business owners see it so clearly. And I think that's why it can be frustrating for the average business guy because they look at the bigger picture and they say, well, wait a minute. If I can make this work in my little microcosm of a business, why can't we apply that? We're a capitalistic country still, right? And uh, why can't we apply that to what um, is done on a national level? And it seems that, like in the case of New Jersey right now, it's I feel it. I mean, maybe the average person, I don't know why. They wouldn't feel, but I feel it. But we seem to be starting to go in the right direction. And it's just funny that people aren't learning from those lessons and seeing firsthand that, hey, look, they made those changes and it seems to be turning things around for them already. I mean, do you feel that as a legislator? Are you feeling things turning around for Jersey? I do. I do feel because I think uh, Governor Christie has given some serious leadership. And I think people are feeling that this guy is doing the right things. He's, He's changing good sound policy. And now downtown New Jersey and in these local towns where there's a vacant building, that local and a little entrepreneur who's saying, you know what, I'm going to take a chance now in this in this storefront because of the confidence we're exuding from Trenton. But right now, I think people are so afraid what's coming out of Washington. But New Jersey's doing a good job. On, on giving that confidence. That's good to hear. And again, you're, you're here with uh, Tandem Radio Live, your host, Glenn DeLakian, along with good friend Assemblyman Dave Reibel, who uh, has done so much for the, his district, and uh, he's the minority whip and representative 11th district, and I'm just excited to talk to him about a lot of topics. We've got a lot more, so stay tuned, business owners. We're going to hit some uh, topics that I think are going to uh, really be exciting for you, and Vote for Business is the theme of the show. Of course, the good news on business is here every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we love hearing from you. Info at tandemradio.com is where you can send your questions. Info at tandemradio.com. We'll be back right after this. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. In 1956, 256 high school students went to the very first FCA camp in Estes Park, Colorado. Last summer, we had over 48,000 athletes and coaches attend FCA camps all over the country. More information at tandemradio.com. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. More on You Can Be Found at tandemradio.com. There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or my website at tandemradio.com. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. 
Well, good morning and welcome back to Tandem Radio. Uh, we're here live every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you the good news on business. And here we're, we're here today with Assemblyman Dave Ribel. Um, the scriptures for today, Deuteronomy 1.15, So I took the leading men of your tribes, wise and respected men, and appointed them to have authority over you as commanders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, of tens, and as tribal officials. So obviously God had a plan very early on for government and uh, Dave, I want to ask you, how do you take that responsibility? I mean, there's a number of scriptures that are very clear that uh, our politicians, our, our leaders, I should say, I shouldn't say politicians, but our governors, our leaders are appointed by God. And regardless of what other people think, I mean, I know sometimes there's just scoffers going, oh, well, how'd that guy get elected or whatever. Um, but uh, when you think about it, the Bible's very clear that the authority that's appointed is there because God wanted them there for whatever reason. And um, how do you take that responsibility, Dave, as far as your responsibility to, to your constituents? Well, it's, you know, it's a very serious commitment you take. It. You know, you're sitting here, I mean, God did put me here, you know, and I pray to God every day that he helps me to do my job to be a good legislator. And, and the day that I feel that I can't be a good legislator is the day that I walk away. That, And I, I count on that faith to tell me that. So I I think it's very critical that you know we have to lead by the Bible. And we I think we have to start setting up good sound, you know, faith with people to exhume that. To mm-hmm. we, you know, good policy with the faith. So, you know, it's about, you know, I remember growing up when my dad died at a young age and my uncle telling me, yeah, I spent a lot of time in his locksmith shop working. And he said, you know, treat people the way you always want to be treated. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, when you think about that especially as a legislator, that as I legislate and as I as I direct policy, it's going to be affecting people. And I get, you know, you really look deeply at that, and that's a uh, it's it's a very deep understanding of faith and what's doing right for people. Mm. Now I know also, you know, as a politician, you know, it, it it has both sides of the fence. It has a downside and its upside, like anything you do. And and I'm sure there's times when you know you're sitting there going like, well, why did I take on this responsibility? And there's other times that are are um, uh, pretty high on the pole, right? That um, make you feel good about yourself and so forth. Um, well, I know you were talking about a funny story before that we're going to talk later on the show, so we're going to leave that out for right now. But let's talk about some of the positive experiences, especially relative to business. You, you were talking about some successes uh, at the break um, about some companies that, uh, you know, you, the, the, the state of um, uh, the current administration or, or the current people in power actually had a positive impact on some of these businesses. So let's talk about some of those. Yeah, you, know, you know, we were talking before about confidence. And just to give an idea for business owners here in New Jersey and, and for all those folks outside of New Jersey, please pay attention. Yeah. We really want you to come here because we got some good stuff going on. <laughs> but if you look at what one th- first story when the governor got elected, Governor Christie met with the folks of Honeywell, and they're based out of Morris County, mm. and they were they were planning on moving under the court uh, Corzine administration. Mm. And Governor Christie called them in, called in all the top people, and he gave gave, gave them a pitch to stay in New Jersey. He said, we'll give you 30 days. And as they were walking out, the, you know, the, the governor overheard them say, you know, just continue with the move. They're, this is New Jersey. We're not, they're not going to help us. 30 days later, they met with the governor. They struck a deal to stay in New Jersey. They're also going to create 3,000 more jobs, wow. and they're going to build another plant. Mm-hmm. So that's manufacturing, and that's putting people to work there. Uh, Coca-Cola did the same thing. Coca-Cola was thinking about moving out of state of New Jersey. They met with the governor, lieutenant governor, and they came back with a plan to stay in New Jersey. Um, just recently, we have uh, ShopRite. The ShopRite stores, which are very big here in New Jersey, are, are net right now building two new supermarkets due to open up in the next six months. Uh, one is right, you know, locally in my, in my close to my district in Tom's River, New Jersey. But you know, you t- look at that. Look at the confidence that Shoprite has. They're creating two supermarkets, and that's employees that are teenagers to seniors. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I mean, so Shoprite has the confidence that they think New Jersey's coming here to open up two new supermarkets, and they're they're just a few of the many stories that are going on here. So again, for the people in New Jersey who are thinking, is this, are we at the dead end? We knocked down that dead end. We are mm-hmm. now we are now barreling through a whole new road. Uh, business is truly open in New Jersey. Uh, we have good leadership, and you know I think you're going to see some de- some deregulations coming down the line. Our DEP, which has always been very very hard to deal with in the state of New Jersey, is working so much better with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commissioner Bob Martin here does a fabulous job on making making the uh, red tape a little bit easier for people. So I think again we we are I'm very upbeat at what's going on. I'm, I'm very as a as a former business owner who saw the struggles and, and felt the regulations of mm-hmm. what government put on you in New Jersey, 
I feel very confident we're, we're doing things a lot better for business. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and I want to uh, touch on the point that, you know, we, we just heard some big names, you know, Honeywell and, and you mentioned ShopRite. I know Bayer's another one of the success stories and some others. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny because a lot of people look at the Coca-Cola, they look at these big names and they go, oh, wow, how does that impact me? But people have to realize, especially small business owners know this. So I'm talking maybe to the people who aren't business owners today. You know, when a Coca-Cola fact distribution plant opens up in a certain area, that impacts all the businesses in that area, all the companies that do business with that company, um, even down to the local pizzeria, you know, or, or the local coffee shop that uh, uh, maybe, you know, wasn't there before or was ready to close up shop. And now all of a sudden they have 500 new uh, people working down the street from them. What an impact that can have. And, uh, you know, Dave, I, I mentioned to you uh, my last article uh, in the journal last month was called Rateables and it was about rateables and how important rateables are. Uh, most people don't know what rateables are, but basically, you know, it, it's the taxes that, um, in, in a general sense, it's the taxes that are received from businesses uh, within a community uh, that that community needs to thrive and grow because they can't depend on just the taxes from the people who live in that community because it's just not enough to cover all their needs. So these rateables in business districts, because they're so critical. And I, I want to get across to listeners that uh, it's important for government to be uh, pro-business. And yes, there has to be some guidelines, there has to be some regulation, there has to be some, because there are always in any circumstance people who will abuse the system and overtake advantage of it. And we need an EPA and DPA and DEP and all those things. Um, but there also can, the pendulum can also swing the other way. And I know here it did for a long time where those things become overbearing and business adverse. Um, and all of a sudden people are, are wondering like, why aren't there, why are these companies moving out? Why are there no jobs? That is all that ripple effect from uh, not being friendly to these bigger companies and, and being receptive to allow them to breathe and work and make money. Yes, business owners have to make money or else they don't function um, here in not only in our state, but across the country as well. So I'm glad that your current administration sees that and um, hopefully they'll continue on that path. Let's talk a little bit more about um, down maybe uh, uh, from a, a more of a local level. What do you see, uh, you know, these bigger companies obviously on a state level and, and you're at a state level, but what do you see maybe you, maybe some advice you can give to the small town out there that maybe the local mayor's listing or something? What could you give advice-wise to that, uh, those local politicians and, and local people who have their hands on things that are going on relative to their opinions about business and business coming to their towns? Well, I think, you know, mayors, local mayors have to, you know, roll out the red carpet as well. I mean, it, we're doing the best we can to bring in the heavy corporate people. We're doing the best we can to retain businesses. But I think, you know, mayors need to think out of the box as well when they see opportunities uh, to, you know, maybe work with the land use people, work with the zone, local zoning. If people do want to come in, don't just shut the door. I think, you know, we all owe it to ourselves to be shopping for business owners mm. to come in. And I think it's... Uh, you know, there's nothing better than seeing a, a downtown completely open for business. You know, and yeah, and you know, sometimes we're starting to we start to lose that. And with this economy, again, getting back to the lack of confidence, uh, I think we need to let the entrepreneurs know that you know it's it's okay to open up a shoe repair business again. You know, mm -hmm. we th those are the things we need to bring back. The small mom and pop shops that really felt that they were just really battered here by the state, and they were battered in so many different ways. So we have to, you know, again, get those, uh, you know, shop those people. Get them in. I mean, I constantly, if I'm, when I'm driving around the state, if I see a vacant building, the first thing I, I'm trying to think, what would be good there? Right. You know, who can I call to say, hey, I just saw a building. This would be really good for you. And that's what we all have to be thinking. We have to be looking out for each other because the more business we have, the more revenue we have, and a happier state we have. Absolutely. And, and you, I think you hit the nail on the head, Dave, when you said, you know, who wants to see a vacant downtown and, and downtown needs to be thriving. Uh, even these small towns that have a small downtown, it's so important not to have empty buildings. And look what happens. I mean, it starts there. People don't realize that. It starts there. When Main Street USA starts to empty out, you usually see the rest of the town start to kind of almost like a cancer kind of spread. And, and uh, often the towns can be really seriously impacted by that. And I can't express that enough. And from the business owner perspective, and then we're going to go into this break and we got some more to cover. But from a business owner perspective, if you're out there listening right now, let me tell you something. If you're going to go into a town, look for the local chamber of commerce. Go and talk to the local mayor and the local town council before you invest your dollars. Find out what the climate's like. 
find out what little you know nuances you need to know to work your way through the system. I know uh, one instance, somebody came to me the other day and they were like, oh, we're having such a struggle opening up. And uh, there was a couple of permits that they needed to get that if they got before they opened or tried to open, they would have been open by now. And now they're months into it and they can't open their store. So find out the lay of the land and don't be um, you know, a bull in the china shop. Go in there, find out what that particular town needs or wants and get your ducks in a row. So when you go to open your business, you can open in a timely fashion. And believe me, by going around town and talking to all these different people, I'm talking to you business owners and potential business owners, by going around talking to all these local people, you'll have a base to start with when you open and you can invite these people right to your store and say, hey, I know these guys, come on in. We're here today with Assemblyman Dave Reibel and we're talking about um, business and uh, voting the, the right way for business and uh, that you as a business owner can make a difference. So uh, we got a few more things for you right after the break and uh, we're glad that you're listening to Tandem Radio Live. Again, send your questions into info at Tandem Radio. We will either get your question on the air or answer your question directly through the internet. Uh, we're here to do our best to help you and of course point you in God's direction so you can realize that God has all the wisdom you need in that love letter he sent us that we call the Bible. We'll be back right after after these words. CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better. Is the word being heard clearly in your church? Do your sound and video presentations make your business look good? Is technology a struggle? You can let CSAVSystems.com provide the right technology to meet your needs as well as your budget. They've been designing professional sound and video systems for schools, churches, conference rooms, auditoriums, retail malls, hospitals, and more for over 25 years. CSAVSystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, CSAVSystems.com can help you enhance your business. To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio. Hi, I'm Deborah Weiss, your certified short sale specialist with Keller Williams Realty. If you owe more on your home than current market value and need to sell for any reason, a short sale might be the answer. Once again, I'm Deborah Weiss with Keller Williams Jersey Shore, serving Monmouth and Ocean Counties. For more information, my number is 908-670-9896 or online at shortsalespecialistnj.com. That's shortsalespecialistnj.com. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live in the last segment of the show today. And I think we covered some good ground if you're seriously... uh uh, listening and um, thinking about uh, how your next vote is going to go. I can't encourage you enough. You need to go to the polls. Uh, you need to think about the people that are running, and uh, no matter what party they're in, look closely and decide what's best for you and for your business and for your family, and uh, vote accordingly. Don't take it lightly. It can have a huge impact. Um, you know, God's clear that uh, he's put authorities in place. Uh, Titus 3.1, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. Um, Philippians 4, 6, 7 uh, is what I want to wrap up with today, and that is do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We'll comment on that in a minute. But Dave, let's go back. We're here with uh, Assemblyman Dave Reibel, who's also the minority whip uh, in the Assembly here in New Jersey. And, um, you know, we talked about a lot of things. You threw a lot of stuff out there. I mean, obviously, in the last year plus that uh, the current administration has been in, in out there in power. They've made a lot of uh, changes, so much so that we're in, we're, New Jersey's recognizing the national scene for some of those changes. But And some people agree with them, some people don't. Maybe there's people listening right now and then they're going, oh, I don't know. But 
you know, the truth is what really comes out in the pudding, right? And and what is, um, is it working? You know, and obviously it seems to be. So tell us about that. No, it is. I think New Jersey for the longest time, and I'll say for the past eight years, under no total Democratic leadership, we were the laughing stock of the business community. And we were always last in the, in the nation on all rankings. Mm. Uh, but more recently, in the past year and a half since Governor Christie took over and created a Red Tape Review Commission, which is looking at reducing taxes and reducing uh, regulations on businesses to make things easier, just as a result of doing that, New Jersey came off 50th of the list on businesses. Now we're actually moving farther up the chart. So I, I think, you know, with Governor Christie's leadership and the Republican Party, the Republican caucus trying to change things to let people know that business is open in New Jersey, but mm-hmm. to give us a better look. And and that's what we're really hoping for is we want people to come back over here. The business, the states that, that took our businesses, right. now game on. We want them back. And that's what we're going to do. We're, we are going to be aggressive. And we want we want to get our manufacturing back to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We want to get our small businesses going. We are. We want to create a thriving state, and you know we have two more years under Governor Christie's leadership to do it. Hopefully, I get reelected in two weeks, <laughs> and I'm there working with him on it. But it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun challenge. But it's going to be a challenge that the uh, the whole state's going to benefit from. Well, I love just the concept alone of the Red Tape Review Council, you know, committee. Uh, you know, think about that. I mean, <laughs> they need one of those in D.C. But, but yeah, it's so true. I mean, Red Tape, I read an article a couple of months ago uh, about how Red Tape just chokes the small business owners especially, you know. And, uh, and, and I know of a couple of businesses in my own town right now that are struggling through some Red Tape stuff. Uh, and, again, business owners, I can't express enough. Go to your local chamber of commerce. Go to your local business association. Find out the lay of the land, and and they'll help you possibly cut through a lot of this red tape. And uh, obviously, you know, we're at the bottom of the rankings uh, not too long ago, and and we're starting to inch up, which is uh, great to hear. So we got some good news there and good results. Uh, We're here talking today again with Assemblyman Dave Reibel about voting for business. And when you go to the polls uh, next month, I want to encourage you to do that. I was looking at some statistics, Dave, the other day uh, about the percentage of people who vote in what they call an off year, you know, right? And uh, which is a year when the president's not running and it's not big elections going on for our listeners. Uh, and it's amazing. I think it was like 45% of people vote or 41% of people vote or something like that. You know, Glenn, it's, it's even, it's more disappointing that it's less than 41%. And now you think of the distractions we have right now. Right now we have a presidential primary race going on with debates. So right. people are focusing on that. We have the, the Wall Street situation in New York that people are paying attention to. Mm. And right now, it's it's critical for people to take their eye off those two balls over the next two weeks to study New Jersey's candidates and who's mm-hmm. going to be best for them, mm-hmm. and especially for business owners. This is critical because we are on the verge of doing some good things, and now is the time to start getting candidates in there. And I have to say, it, it, our Republican Party is showing the leadership to do that. Mm-hmm. And when you sit there looking at candidates, I, um, I'm sorry, i got to be partisan at this point. <laughs> We're the party that wants to bring business back and put it back in the business owner's hands, not in government's hands. Right. We want you to run your own business. We don't need to be running it for you. And again, you know, whatever party you're thinking of or involved with, uh, you do need to look real closely and uh, see which direction is going to best serve family, going to best serve the community, and of course, best serve uh, business if you're a business owner. But business and I want to encourage you, it does make a difference when you go to the polls. So please uh, don't be one of those less than uh, those 60 percenters that don't go out and vote, but be one of those uh, people who do go out and vote. And and one of the things I pray for is a strong turnout at the polls. And I know Dave feels the same way. Either way, he wants to see people go out there and vote. And uh, I think that's important to us. I also want to make clear, uh, and and that's why I think it's great to wrap up on this scripture, the Philippians 4, 6, 7 scripture, and that is, do not be anxious about anything. You know, God has a plan. I think many of us who are listening know that. For those who are listening may not know that. You have to realize that he's there for you. And as a business owner, the best thing you can do for yourself is forge ahead. Keep your eye on the positive ball and keep moving in the direction that's just going to have a positive impact for you and your family. Sometimes, like you said, Dave, we get distracted. There's so many things out there. Uh, I know so many times business owners, especially small business owners, can get so caught up in the big picture and the statistics about unemployment and all this stuff that they let it diminish their zeal for business and their drive and their motivation. And that is what hurts, I think, small business the most. And like I've said for years, when people came up to me over the last five, six years saying, what are we going to do about this down economy? I say, look, I refuse to participate. (laughs) I want to look forward and look ahead. And God's very clear in his scriptures, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts 
and your minds in Christ Jesus. And, and I want to give a quick story about that because the other day I was trying to decide whether to expand our office space or not. And uh, an off additional space came available in the building we're in, and I was looking at that very seriously. I'm going, well, do I need the extra overhead? Can I get by on a shoestring? Can I, you know, give my employees a little more? Am I really going to hire three more guys? Am I not going to hire them? Whatever, you know, all those things run through your mind. And I remember clearly, you know, I just went to God with it, and I said, God, if you want me to have this office space, just show me somehow. You know, I mean, just let me know. And uh, one of the things I did is I said, you know, I want to be positive, thinking I'll meet with the landlord, see what he says, you know. And uh, I, I left it kind of in God's hand, but I, I said to the landlord, let's have lunch. We got together. We had a cup of coffee. And uh, it was amazing, the offer he made me. He kind of made me an offer I couldn't refuse to take the space. And I said, you know, there's hand to God. You know, I forged ahead. And the guy who I didn't expect to do what he say what he did and, and so forth, he said to me, you know, Glenn, you're a good tenant, blah, 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 blah. We'd love to see you expand into that space. And, and I'm going to help you. And I was shocked because he really literally made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And to top it off, I get back to the office that day and there was a new contract waiting for me on my desk that somebody had faxed over. And I was like, yeah, all right. So, so business owners, if you're out there, get that confidence back. Know that by prayer and petition, and thanksgiving that God's going to be in your corner. Dave, are there any closing thoughts you want to have for the business owner out there relative to, um, you know, we've obviously talked about uh, uh, your party. We've obviously talked about going out and voting. Is there anything else you want to get out there to a business owner today? I, th I think what I really want the business owners to be thinking about right now, especially with the election coming up, is mm -hmm. when you're looking at candidates, we look at the candidates who want to provide leadership, but more importantly, the courage to get things done. Mm. Not about getting reelected in two years, what, who's going to have the courage to stand up and do the right thing for you? And, and we're try And believe me, I'm doing everything I can on my end as a legislator to to do the best thing I can for the business in my district and throughout the state. But it, it's it's you look. People need to vote for people that have leadership and courage right now. This it's not the time to get the guy to sit that sits back and doesn't return your call. Get you know get look look for the right people that are going to lead. That is so important. Uh, again, uh, two things I want to recommend to people. Get out there and vote and get in touch with your legislators. Reach out to them. Make that phone call. Send that email. Uh, they do hear it. I know my son's worked in legislative offices, and he, he's been responsible at times for tallying those people's uh, comments and, and their opinions. And uh, uh, the legislators do look at those tallies and say, hey, you know what? My people do want me to go this way. And hopefully they have the integrity to realize that the people who voted them in are the ones they're supposed to be working for, right, instead of uh, making their own mind up regardless of what the uh, country wants, you know, or the people want, uh, but doing what's right. And uh, that is what the uh, uh, legislators want. And of course, what's good and right and wholesome, which is, of course, God's goal. I want to leave business owners on this. I can't believe it. We're done with the show already. Dave, Dave thank you so much for coming in today. It's always My good pleasure. to have you. Uh, I wish you well and your family well. And uh, I'm excited to see the results because I, I know you're going to be successful again. And hopefully we'll get you back on the show afterwards. You can tell us all about it, right? Hopefully that's some good new business stories for us. Too. There you go. I love to hear that. Philippians 4, 6, 7. I want to leave you on this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you're out there thinking about a business, I had somebody email me this morning saying they want to open up a, a certain type of business uh, very soon, and they wonder if I could have coffee with them and go over it with. I love those people that call and ask those questions, and I love to sit down with them. And it's not for everybody, but the ones who it is for, um, you know, God will guide you, God will direct you. Pray about it. Seek his word. Look in your Bible for guidance and wisdom. It'll make all the difference in your life and in the success of your business. I can't encourage you enough. The good news on business is here every Saturday for you. So be sure to tune in every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll always do our best to fill you in. Facebook page. If you haven't gotten to us on Facebook, Tandem Radio on Facebook. Tandem Radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM radio network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.